Got problems with the law? Want to know your rights when it comes to housing, discrimination, welfare or the police? This is your show. If you know your rights, you can stand up for yourself, your family and your community. Need help with a legal problem? Or maybe you have a problem and want to know if a lawyer can help. The North Australian Aboriginal Justice Agency, NAJA, empowering Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and communities across the Northern Territory by providing free legal services in a way that respects you and your culture. It's the NAJA Legal Show on Karma Radio, 8 Ken FM. Hey everyone, it's time for the Naja Legal Show. Welcome to all our listeners out in the remote communities and in town, from Elliot to Mudajulu, Alparolam to Kintor. I'd like to acknowledge the Aranda people, the traditional custodians of Mbantwa Alice Springs, where we're recording this show. And I'd like to pay my respects to elders, past, present, and future. I'm Sally, and I work at Naja, and I'm joined tonight. Bethany, Community Legal Education Officer at Naja. I'm Sarah Black from the Civil Legal Section at Naja. Ben Lick Stevens, local Aradaman from Alice Springs, Bando. Welcome to the show. Firstly, I'd like to remind everyone, in case they didn't know, um, we are now called Naja. We used to be called Carlos. We've still got the same office at 55 Bath Street across the road from Kmart, and we also still have the same <coughs> office in Tennant Creek, but now we're called Naja, and you've got the same phone numbers and a lot of the same people working in the offices as well. So Beth and I's role at Naja is community legal education. We talk to people all around town and out bush about what Naja can help with and about the law and their legal rights. Recently we had a great session at one of the town camps and Beth you've been out bush recently haven't you? Yes I went on a bush trip out to Atitra and Ngawala recently which was great it's been a while since we've been out there and everyone was really enthusiastic to have a chat with us and we had one of our civil lawyers come out to give legal advice as well and I was also joined by Benedict Stevens who's here with us today who's helping us in our community legal education team and I thought that since it's the first time Benedict's been on the Naja Legal Show. Benedict, do you mind telling our listeners a bit about yourself? Uh, most of the Bandarini mob knows me very well by my name and my by my name. I grew up here and born in Santa Teresa. Most of my time living here in Alice Springs. This is where I stand as a traditional owner of Alice Springs and Banda. And going out with the team out to Anguala and Atajira, you know, everyone knew me straight away and they felt a bit confident with me being there. And I like this job. Going out to the bushes where people can see someone who's there who can speak their languages. That's why it makes it a bit easy for them to approach the legal aid mob with Naja. Yes, we're really lucky to have Benedict on our team and helping us engage better with community. And we've got a trip planned soon to Papunya and Hearts Bluff and Mount Leibigs because you've got connections that way as well to be able to yeah let everyone know what Naja can help with. Or was there anything else you wanted to add, Benedict? i got connections out there because of my children. I know most of the people out there because I've been living out west and most of them know me very well. Every community I go out to, people look at me and say, oh, there's that fellow who's here, British known of Alice Springs. You know, make them feel confident, make them feel approachable as well. Without me, I guess, me being there, you know, as mob, we're a bit ashamed to come and talk to you. It'll be all right one-on-one, but being in a group, they won't be able to talk up. Being present makes them feel more comfortable. Yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And I mm. could feel the difference from mm. when I went out bush with you had to do some talks by myself there's a real difference
difference of people feeling comfortable. So it's really important that we have your role in our team. So it's been really good. And also just making sure that, and as we'll do on this show today, making sure that if we say legal words that are too hard for people to understand, you can pull us up and yeah. and, and reword it or even mm-hmm. do your interpreting role as well. So it'll be great to have on the show today as well. So on the show today, we're going to talk about the alcohol laws in the NT. So we'll cover police outside bottle shops. So what information do you have to give them and when they can stop someone from buying alcohol or taking alcohol with them. We'll also talk about when the police can stop and search and seize cars. And we're also going to talk about the banned drinker register. Yeah, what a um, welcome back. Now the show then on Kaba Radio Yer and Gabble. Uh yeah and Nungajina um legal Mabung um Nungwalway. Welcome back to the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio. Tonight we're talking about alcohol laws. You hear a lot of questions about police out the front of bottle shops in Alice Springs and so we're going to try and explain what your rights and responsibilities are when you're talking to a, a police that might be out the front of a bottle shop. So what powers they have. So we're going to talk about what information you have to give police that are out front of a bottle shop and also we're going to talk about when police can say that you have to leave the bottle shop, you're not allowed to go in or they can take away alcohol from somebody. Um, So we're joined by Sarah Black from our civil team who is one of our lawyers at Naja who is going to help us have a chat about this topic. Hi Beth, thanks for having me on the show today. So like you said, I work in the civil legal team at NAJA and that's a special team that we have that help people understand all the different laws that are in the NT that aren't to do with criminal law or anything like that. So one of the laws that we can sometimes help people with is these alcohol laws, particularly to do with when the police officers are standing at the front of the bottle shops and asking people about buying alcohol. So firstly, what can police ask a person if they're going to the bottle shop to buy some alcohol. If someone's going to purchase alcohol, the police out the front of the bottle shop can ask for their name and address and ask for them to show their ID and ask some questions to make sure that that really is their ID. And they can also ask them where do they intend or where are they going to drink the alcohol. So they can say, oh, where are you going to drink that? So police are allowed to ask that. So sometimes people are like, oh, police, they're harassing me or something. But that's actually the law says they are allowed to ask that question. And so the reason they want to ask that question is to make sure that the person isn't drinking in a restricted area where then drinking alcohol is not allowed in public outside of someone's home out on the street or if they're living in a town camp or in an Aboriginal community. So those are the places where people aren't allowed to drink alcohol. So they're asking questions to make sure that the person's going to drink in a place where you're allowed to drink. And they might also ask questions about who they're going to share the alcohol with because they might be somebody that's on the banned drinkers register, which we're going to talk a bit more about later. So they might ask questions about that. And so what's important to know around that is is that not to stress out, if you're going to be drinking in a place where it's you're allowed to drink, you just tell the police where that is. So you might say your address if you're allowed to drink at your address. You can't drink at your address, but are going to drink at a friend's place where you're allowed to drink. Then you just tell them the friend's house and their name, and that should be fine. And the police should allow you to purchase the alcohol as long as you're not on the banned drinkers register. Uh, like I'm, like 
Nagana Payatam and one gonna point the gallum because Rukujil can quite and quite ragula because in the lag long time po at some quite maybe not lad about one and jujakabak, lagalum. You can enjoy Marian one, you can you can find a gun my lord and you love, but you need family or friend and quite that don't lumber long Marian Gwen Crandall and Jujak. Because Dapak and Jumala Lapano some way tan capang up because while I'm going to ragged in a quarrel, like I'm going to while I try them, but right when I run to an animal. You can friend and win a commander of family can have address a garrianum and con and jumal moral, while I'm going to let him an impum. Just for example, this is just a made up story. John is living at a town camp in Alice Springs and he's going to a friend's barbecue on Northside and you're allowed to drink at that house on Northside. So he's got a town camp address on his ID. If he goes to the bottle shop to buy some alcohol and the policeman says to him, oh, um, where are you going to go drink that alcohol? He just needs to say his friend's name and his friend's address. And the police might look up the address to make sure that that's a house where you're allowed to drink alcohol. And they should let the person, John, um, buy the alcohol. But if that doesn't happen and if police don't believe John and say, oh, look, nah, I reckon you're going to go drink at the town camp, John could come into Naja and say, look, I gave a good reason to police. I answered their question and I said where I was going and they didn't believe me. Maybe John is Aboriginal and he feels like police were discriminating against him, not believing him, not treating him differently because he's Aboriginal. So a lawyer at Naja might be able to help him make a discrimination complaint or make a complaint against that police officer. Yeah, so like you said, Beth, if the policeman asks you a question and you've answered and told the truth and you do have a good and legal place to drink that alcohol and the policeman still won't let you buy that alcohol, then you can come straight into Naja and see one of the lawyers from our civil team. I'm Sarah and I'm one of the lawyers on the team or there's a few other in our mob as well. But if that policeman is telling you you can't drink alcohol, what you shouldn't do is get smart and cheeky with that policeman while you're there because then things will just get bigger and worse and you could get into a lot of trouble and get picked up for being cheeky with a policeman. So what you should do if you don't like what that policeman's saying, come straight into the Naja office at 55 Bath Street, opposite Kmart, and talk to one of us about it. And then we can take it up with the police if we think they've done the wrong thing. And we can do a complaint and we can put your story forward and fight for some fairness for you. Also, something to know is that police might ask questions at a bottle shop if you're within 20 metres of the bottle shop. might be before you go in or it might be after you go in and if you have alcohol on you, they can ask you those questions as well. Also might be if you're in a car and you're driving into a bottle shop and you're not even actually up the driveway yet, but within 20 metres, they might stop the car. And it's really important to, even if you're just driving and not going to buy the alcohol, to just do what the police ask. If they ask you to pull over and put the window down so they can ask everyone in the car some questions, the best thing to do is just to cooperate and answer those questions. Otherwise, as we said before, arguing with police about pulling over or something like that will just get into more trouble and just answering the questions about who's going to buy the alcohol and where they're going to drink the alcohol. 
And even if you're one of the people in the car that's not buying alcohol, you still need to comply with the police's directions. So if that policeman says, wind your window down, you can't say, oh, I'm not buying grog, so I won't do what you say. You still got to do what that policeman says, wind your window down, and just point out to the policeman the people in the car that are trying to buy alcohol. So you've been listening to the Naja Legal Show and we're going to have a short break. We'll come back and we'll talk a bit more about alcohol laws in the NT and we'll also get to talking about when police can search and seize, which is take people's cars. Need help with a legal problem? Or maybe you have a problem and want to know if a lawyer can help. The North Australian Aboriginal Justice Agency, Naja, empowering Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and communities across the Northern Territory by providing free legal services in a way that respects you and your culture. It's the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio, 8 Ken FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio. So we've been talking about the alcohol laws in the NT and particularly we've been talking about when the policeman is out the front of the bottle shop and he or she is asking you questions when you're trying to buy alcohol. And we were talking about why that police officer might sometimes not let you buy that alcohol if they have worries about you drinking it in the wrong place, like in the river or in a town camp, or if they have concerns about you not being allowed to drink alcohol. One time when the policeman might not let you buy alcohol is if he's got concerns that you're going to use that alcohol to do private sale or black market alcohol and sell that on to other people, which is against the law. So we have a story, it's a made-up story, and it's about a lady called Claudia, and she's staying at a hotel in town in Alice Springs. And Claudia went to the bottle shop, and she put 12 bottles of wine in her trolley, wanting to buy them at the checkout. And the policeman came over and said, where are you staying and what are you doing with that wine? And Claudia said, oh, I'm just drinking it, it's for personal use, and I'm staying at this hotel, and Claudia showed her room key. So then the policeman called that hotel and the hotel staff told the policeman that Claudia's only booked in to stay at that hotel one more night and then she's due to head back out to community. So the policeman became concerned because he said there's no way Claudia can drink 12 bottles of wine by herself in one night at that hotel. So he became suspicious that Claudia was buying that wine to sell it to other people and do private sale. So then that policeman said to Claudia, nope, you can't buy that wine because I don't think that you're telling me a true story. This is one example of when the policeman might stop people from buying alcohol if they think that that person's going to do the wrong thing with that alcohol. As Sarah was talking about, it is against the law to be selling secondary sale or black market sale. That could get someone in big trouble if they're doing that, taking it into town camps or taking it into a community. But a different side of that story might be if that person was buying like 12 bottles of wine and they were going to have a big like engagement party or a barbecue and, and then maybe the police would believe that story. And if Claudia had a good address 
like the address of a family or friend where that barbecue was happening or that engagement party was happening and she told the police about that party and everything she was telling was the truth. If that policeman still wouldn't let her buy that alcohol, then that's an instance when Claudia can come straight into Naja and tell the Naja mob that she's been treated unfairly by that policeman. And then our Naja team, with Sarah and the other civil lawyers, can help Claudia to make a complaint and tell her story to the police. Because if she was doing the right thing and telling the truth and had a good legal place to drink that alcohol, then there's no reason why she wouldn't be able to buy it. And the police do have the power to go to someone's house or where they stay they're staying and check that that's where they're drinking. And they often check up on people to see if they were telling a true story, if they're worried that someone's actually going to be doing private sale with the grog. So if someone said that they were having a party on Saturday night and they bought quite a bit of grog on Thursday, the police could go to that house on the Friday and check if that grog's all still there. And if it's not, they're probably going to think that that person's sold that grog. So now we're going to move on to talk a bit about search and seizure of cars. So seizure is when the police take a car from somebody. So the police can stop and search cars to try and catch people who might be taking alcohol into a restricted area. So that might be a town camp or an Aboriginal community. So that's the topic of policemen on bottle shops. The police are on the bottle shops. They're allowed to ask you questions when you're trying to buy alcohol. You have to answer the police's questions to the best of your ability. If you're telling the truth and you've got a good and legal place to buy your alcohol, then there shouldn't be any problem and you should be able to grab that alcohol. Telling the truth and the police still don't let you to buy that alcohol, then that's when you should come straight into Naja and tell one of the members of our civil team and we can try and put forward your story and get some justice for you. One thing to remember though is even if the policeman won't let you buy that alcohol, don't get smart or cheeky with that policeman. Just come straight in and tell your lawyer and let us deal with it for you. So Naja is at 55 Bar Street across the road from Kmart and also at 61 Patterson Street in Tennant Creek. And we've got a free call number, which is 1800 636 079. Although it's a Sunday, you might have to wait until Monday to ring that number. So if you're wanting to just have a chat to a lawyer, it could be just that you're not sure if the police did the right thing. You can still have a chat with a lawyer about it. So now we're going to talk about how police can stop and search cars to try and catch people who might be taking alcohol into a restricted area like a town camp or an Aboriginal community. And Sarah has a good story to explain that and how that works. This is just a made up story and it's about a lady named Margaret and Margaret's driving to a town camp to visit her grannies. So Margaret's driving her own car that she owns and she's driving through town on the way to the town camp. On the way, she sees her old uncle Geoffrey standing on the side of the road and Geoffrey has a bottle of wine in his hand. Geoffrey flags down Margaret's car and asks her for a lift to the town camp. Margaret feels bad but she knows that her old uncle needs a lift so she says, okay, get in the car, I'll drive you. As they pull into the town camp, a policeman comes up behind them and pulls the car over. The policeman searches the car and he finds Geoffrey's bottle of wine. And then the policeman gets Margaret into trouble for bringing alcohol into a restricted place like a town camp. Because even though it wasn't Margaret's alcohol, the fact that she drove the car with the alcohol into the town camp means she's in trouble for bringing alcohol into a town camp. Like what um Sarah was talking yeah, like um and someone pick my 
ఫ్యామిలీ లో ఫ్యామిలీ మూటకే కడు ఏన కడు ట్రాబుల్ కెనపం బికాస్ మూటకే కొనకలం ప్యాకల్ ట్రాబుల్ కలపం బికాస్ యూనో పెళ్ళిపం ఫ్యామిలీ కాంగల్ తెలియదు Be careful, Wagwan. Thanks, Benedict. The other part that might happen in that story to Margaret is the police might take Margaret's car as well. So that's the next part of the story. So it doesn't matter that it wasn't her alcohol that she was bringing in, that the police might still take her car because she was taking alcohol into a restricted area. One important thing is that if police do take your car is to come into Naja as soon as possible. Is it a 60-day time limit, Sarah? That's right. <laughs> yeah. So after Margaret's car has been taken by the policeman, she's only got 60 days to apply for that car back. So she needs to come straight into Naja and see Sarah or one of the civil team explain the story that happened with her old uncle Jeffrey and then the lawyers can have a little bit of a look at the story and see if we can put an application in to the police for Margaret's car to be returned to her on the basis that she couldn't have reasonably refused the lift to her old uncle Jeffrey because of her family duties. And I couldn't have told you when your family or friends car get money ఫ్రెండ్స్ <laughs> Yeah, well, my story, I went to the bottle and, and police asked me where I'm going to take it. I said, I'm going to take it over to my sisters. If you want to make sure of it, come follow me or come join me. And they said, oh, no worries, Mr. Stevens, you can take it back to your sisters. Drink it there, as long as your sister's fine with that, which she was. So, people, family, when you have a town, family, you can go. Atwes are going to go first, not going to go first, because I don't want to go first. So if your car has been taken and you come into Naja for help that's really good but it's important to remember that it's still going to be really difficult for us to get that car back for you because the law is really strict about who's allowed to get their cars returned from the police so the best thing to do in the first place is try to do everything you can to not get your car seized in the first place and that means if you're driving into a town camp or a community or to someone's house that's got an alcohol sign out the front you got to make sure there's no grog in your car at all before you drive in there and if anyone in the car's got alcohol with them get them out of the car before you drive into that place the other thing to keep in mind is if the police have got your car and they've said yeah okay you can have that car back the car's got to be registered and free from defects before you're allowed to pick it up and one of you mob has to have a driver's license to be able to drive that car away from the police station 
So that means someone's got to have the money to pay for the registration if the car's not registered and someone's got to have the money to fix up the defect if there's a defect sticker. And only after those two things are fixed up and someone turns up with a good licence, that's when the police will let you drive it away. Naja can't pay for any of that sort of thing. So whoever's car it is or their family's going to have to pay for those things before the police will let them take that car home. Another thing to think about is if you're lending your car to someone, if someone's borrowing your car, you need to be like, oh, look, you can't take Grog into a town camp or somewhere because then the car might get seized even when you're not driving, which is pretty tough. Might be that you can get the car back in that case, but you still got to go through that whole process of getting the car back. So Yeah, that's true, and it's really hard. So if Margaret had lent her car to her sister Helen, she'd still need to say to Helen, even if you pick up an old uncle or someone to give him a lift, make sure there's no alcohol in that car before you drive in a town camp. So we might cut to a song in a moment, but first we'll just give that um, phone number. Do you have it, Sally? Yeah, it's one 636 079. So that's if you want to talk to a Naja lawyer. You can also come into the office at 55 Bath Street in Alice Springs, just across the road from Kmart, and 61 Patterson Street in Tennant Creek. In that last bit, Sarah spoke about cars being free from defects. Benedict, do you want to just explain to our listeners what a defect is? Defecting, uh, they'll probably put a sticker on your windscreen because of um, maybe you might have a smashed windscreen or your blink light's not working, your daylight, maybe bald tires, and the car's not unregistered. You know, those kinds of things you need to look at from being defected. I guess that's why policemen put a stick on you because you need to fix it. Because I know there are a couple of cars out there that need to be fixed. Once you get caught and there's a stick on, they'll let you know what needs to be fixed. And for a reason of putting a defect notice on the car, it's because of your safetyness as well. Because you've got your kids, families that need to be safe as well. Thanks, Benedict. We might take a break now, and after the break, we're going to be talking about the Ban Drinker Register and Ban Drinker Orders. Welcome back to the Nigel Legal Show on Karma Radio. We've been talking about alcohol laws, and we've talked about police outside bottle shops, and also about police's right to search and seize cars. Now we're going to talk about banned drinker orders and the banned drinker register. So whenever someone goes into a bottle shop to buy alcohol, they've got to show their ID. Benedict, can you explain to our listeners what that's all about? You know, when you go into the bottle shop or any liquor outlets, they're going to have to ask for your ID so they can scan it. So once they scan it, they'll recognize you as a banned drinker. That's when your liquor gets taken off you because you're a banned drinker because you're not supposed to be buying nguala alcohol in a way. And so they scan to see if that person's on the banned drinker's register. If someone's on the banned drinker's register, they're not allowed to buy alcohol. They're also just not allowed to drink alcohol at all. So that might be at home, that might be at the pub. It might be if someone gives them alcohol to drink, they're not allowed to drink alcohol at all. And they're also not allowed to carry alcohol. That means they can't have it with them in their house or in their car or in their backpack. That's what the banned drinker's register means. If you're on the banned drinker's register, you're not allowed to buy, hold or drink alcohol. Even if you're not on the banned drinker register, you're not allowed to give alcohol to someone who is on the banned drinker register. And if you do give alcohol to someone who's not allowed to purchase because they're on that banned drinker register, then you can get in big trouble with the police. And that's a big problem. 
So listeners out there might be wondering, how does a person's name get onto the banned drinker register? And there's a few different ways that a person's name gets put on the banned drinker register. The police can put someone on the banned drinker register if they've had trouble with alcohol. For example, if the police make a DVO against someone, domestic violence or whatever that is, and they think that the person was drunk when they did domestic violence, or if they get taken into protective custody, so when the police take someone to the watch house because they think that they're too drunk to look after themselves or might hurt someone, um, if that happens a few times, that kind of trouble can lead to someone being put onto the banned drinker register. Another way that someone can be put onto the banned drinker register is if they've had court trouble and the judge orders as part of their sentence that they're not allowed to drink, then their name will also be put on the banned drinker register. So that might be like a good behaviour bond or... Yeah, or a suspended sentence or if they're on bail and one of the conditions is not to drink alcohol. So if someone has that kind of banned drinker order, that'll be on their court paper? Yeah, exactly. So if it says on their suspended sentence paper that they're not allowed to drink alcohol, they'll also get put on the banned drinker register. And one final way that people can end up on the banned drinker register is if they've asked to be on it. So if someone's sick of family humbugging them to buy alcohol and go into that bottle shop, they can actually call up and opt in. So register themselves onto the banned drinker register and that way, or if they've been having trouble with drinking and they want to get off the grog and they want to stop drinking, they can put themselves on the banned drinker register and that way it stops them from being able to buy alcohol because they don't want to be able to buy alcohol anymore because they don't want to drink and they don't want to have to buy it for family. The last way that people can get put on the banned drinkers register is if they got referred by a doctor or a nurse or a social worker. There's a few other kinds of health-related workers that can decide that that person has alcohol problems and that they should be put on the register. And if that happens to you and you're not happy with that, I think the best thing is to talk to Naja. I don't want to go into all the rules around that because it's a bit complicated, but if it's happened to you and you're not happy with being put on the register, I think it's come into and talk to a lawyer at Naja about that. And if a person break the rules of their band drinker order, so if they're on the band drinker register and they buy some grog and the police see them doing that, their band drinker order might be made longer. So they'll be on the band drinker register for more time. So often a band drinker order will start off as three months and if they break it, then it'll go up to six months. If they break that, it'll go up to 12 months. Important to remember though, if someone's on the banned drinker register because of a court order and they break it, they could also be charged with breaking their court order, so like breaking suspended sentence. That's right, Sally. If someone gets put on the banned drinker's register and they break it, their order's just going to get longer. And if they keep breaking it, it's going to get even longer again. So this is a story about someone whose BDO, their banned drinker order, was made longer when they accidentally breached it. This is just a made-up story, and it's about a man named Paul. So Paul was put on the BDR, the banned drinker register, by the police 
because the police had come to a fight between Paul and his wife and the police had done a DVO on Paul, a domestic violence order, and they'd put him on the banned drinkers register. So Paul knew that he couldn't buy any alcohol from the bottle because they'd scan his ID and they'd say, no, no alcohol for you. But Paul still wanted to have a drink. So Paul went to the pub and he bought some beer from the pub and was drinking the beer in the pub. Then the police came and they got Paul in big trouble. And the police said that just because the pub didn't scan Paul's ID didn't mean that he was allowed to be drinking that alcohol. And Paul got in so much trouble that his BDO got made longer and it ended up that he was banned from drinking for six months instead of just the initial three months that he'd first been given. So this is a good story that shows that even if the pub doesn't scan your ID, if you're on the BDR, if you've got a banned drinker order, you cannot be drinking alcohol in that pub. If you do drink alcohol, in that pub, you can get in big trouble from the police and also that pub can get in big trouble for serving alcohol to you. And this story also shows that if you do get in trouble for breaching your BDR, that means going against it, then it means that it'll go for longer. The police will extend it and you'll be banned from drinking for even longer than you would have been if you just followed the rules in the first place. And it's possible for people to ask the banned drinker registrar to review that decision to make a banned drinker's order go for longer. And people can talk to a lawyer at NAJA if they want some help. So Sally, being a banned drinker, how long do you have to be and how can you get off it? Yeah, that's a good question, Benedict. So how long you'll have to be on it can depend on how long it was made for. So if it was made for three months and it ends after that three months, then it would finish up. But there are ways that people can finish up the band drinker order early. And one of those is by doing treatment, so rehabilitation. So if someone completes a alcohol treatment program, they might successfully, so they finish it, they might be able to get their band drinker order to finish early. Like Kapu or Dasa. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I'm a pan drink and I'm going to go on a mum. You're a little lamb, Kapunapakao, Dasunapak, and while I think of it, Yanagilan, Munerajan, Morabanamalan, Kalafinitramangil. Another way that people can get their band drinker order to finish sooner is by appealing the band drinker order, um, and that's when they ask the NTCAT, which is similar to a court, to look at that decision again and ask them to change their mind. I have a story to explain that. Kate has a three-month band drinker order. This is just a made-up story, by the way. And the police pull Kate over and search her car. The police find one can of beer in her car and they make her band drinker order go up to six months because she broke the rules of her band drinker order by having alcohol in the car. And Kate didn't know that there was alcohol in her car. So Kate went into Naja and they're helping her appeal that decision to the NT cat. Okay, 
Okay, so if you have any of the legal problems that we've talked about in today's show to do with these alcohol laws, or if you have any legal problems at all, feel free to come down and make an appointment to see a lawyer at NAJA. You can make an appointment by calling us on 1-800-636-079. That's 1-800-636-079. Or you can also come and visit one of our offices. Our Alice Springs office is at 55 Bath Street, which is right across the road from Kmart. We've also got an office in Tennant Creek at 61 Patterson Street, just on the main road there. Yeah, you have a problem with them. So they can sort of make a problem in because Lloyd and I want to go to the Alp Mill town and then I'll spring in Bansal and I'm a past street. Yeah, if you want anything about Gangalo, I'm not a mob and one just one I'd enter number and why ring my belly and I'll point one in boiler or reject a project come and reject and you can point one in boiler lawyer corn. Next time I reject one. Color? That's what I'm not just there for. I don't help me. Problem when my book. But I reject an appointment for or ring a moila. Color? You've been listening to the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio. Thanks for listening. I'm Sally. Bethany. Benedict. And Sarah Black. Thanks for listening. Need help with a legal problem? Or maybe you have a problem and want to know if a lawyer can help. The North Australian Aboriginal Justice Agency, NAJA, empowering Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and communities across the Northern Territory by providing free legal services in a way that respects you and your culture. It's the NAJA Legal Show on Karma Radio, 8 Ken FM.